KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Carol McKenzie. Anecdotal evidence indicates more of you are staving off pandemic boredom by raising chickens in your backyards. But you need to be careful because there's hard evidence that salmonella infections connected to backyard flocks are on the rise. The CDC says rates of infection are 22% higher right now than they were at this time last year. As of July 28th, 938 people have gotten sick in 48 states and 151 had to be hospitalized. PA has reported 37 cases, New Jersey 5. But the CDC estimates that for every person with a confirmed case, there are about 30 other unreported cases. So how can you tell if your chickens are sick? How do you keep from getting sick yourself? And what do you need to know if you're thinking about doing some backyard chicken farming? To get answers to these questions, I call Dr. Cheryl Davison. She's PenVet's lead avian health expert. First of all, uh, uh, thank you, Dr. Davison, for being with us here on KYW In-Depth. The CDC has issued an investigation notice. Uh, It says the number of illnesses reported this year exceeds the number reported at the same time of the year in previous outbreaks linked to backyard flocks. In your opinion, how bad is this? Well, each year uh, for the past several years, the Center for Disease Control, or also known as CDC, has issued um, their reports on salmonella outbreaks and their relationship to keeping small groups of birds or what we call backyard flocks. And and this year we have, in fact, seen an increase. So I think it is important to put information out to people who are considering getting backyard flocks or are, are new to getting backyard flocks about how to raise a healthy flock and what to do to protect themselves against salmonella. Why do you think we're seeing this increase this year over last year in these illnesses? I'm not sure that we know why there is an increase um, in the illness. Um, We know that there are more people that are starting to own backyard birds by evidence of I'm getting more phone calls of people purchasing um, baby chicks or adult birds and wanting to raise backyard birds. But I don't know that we know that that is the sole reason why we're starting to see an increase. I don't know that CDC knows that, but I think it's important to get the message across and and have people understand how to protect themselves from salmonella and, and looking at the resources from the Center of Disease Control and making sure people, when they pick up their birds and they're handling their birds to wash, making them understand that um, certain people, such as very young children, less than five years of age, or those that are older than 65 or have weakened immune systems, they need to be very careful in, in handling poultry and then also washing their hands. Again, not all poultry is going to have salmonella, but you always, when you handle animals, whether it's poultry or other animals, you need to wash your hands and handle those animals safely. So, and I do want to get into, there's a lot to get into when it comes to handling them safely and and kind of keeping your coop clean and what you, you should watch out for. And I want to get to that in a minute. But first, if somebody gets sick, you know, we're talking about salmonella, and I think I read there are many different strains of salmonella as well, correct? That is correct. 
So um, the CDC reports that more than 2,500 different types of salmonella with fewer than about 100 that are known to cause human infections, but there are many salmonellas that will cause human infections. So if you have any concern about that, you really need to reach out to your physician. Are there statistics? um, Who keeps statistics on? Must people report in if you have a backyard flock? What are the kind of the regulations surrounding backyard farming, if you will? Uh, There really are no regulations on backyard uh, farming. We do not know how many people have backyard groups of birds, um, so it fluctuates uh, greatly. So there are no regulations on that. There are regulations for larger flocks, and those regulations are through the various state departments of agriculture and through the U.S. Department of Agriculture. But for smaller groups of birds, there are no um, true state regulations. There may be regulations related to your locale, so your township or your city, whether you can keep backyard birds. And you, and as a new owner, you need to reach out to uh, those uh, local officials and ask what those regulations are. Some allow uh, birds in, in the townships and the cities, but will only allow a certain number of birds. Some will indicate you have to have a certain size property before you can keep poultry. And many places do not allow roosters um, because of noise regulations. So you really do need to reach out to the certain locales. But in general, there are no state type of regulations uh, for backyard poultry. You said you've been getting an increase in calls uh, from people with backyard flocks. Can you tell us what are people asking? Are they reporting illnesses or, or why are they contacting you for the most part? For the most part, they are contacting me because the birds are sick. And there are some that have had flocks for a while and the birds have gotten ill. There are some that are new poultry owners and they've gotten ill and they don't know how to handle the situation. So in with our situation at PennVet, we are part of the diagnostic lab system in Pennsylvania. We have a diagnostic lab, so if a bird passes away, I can open it up and look inside and tell you what disease um, the bird may have. We also have a network that we've created of veterinarians who will see poultry And these are veterinarians who may work in small animal practice with dogs and cats will also see poultry or in ambulatory uh, practices, seeing horses and cows and other farm animals and may see poultry. So if they call for um, some advice, but I feel uh, a local veterinarian should see those birds, I will refer them to that local veterinarian. And with that network, with our courses at the veterinary school, We have focused in on teaching uh, the veterinary students about diseases and management of poultry so they can go out into practice and help owners of small backyard flocks. Do chickens who are infected with salmonella, do they look sick? Can you tell? Some of the chickens will be sick that have salmonella, but many of them will not be sick. So they will carry the organism in their intestinal tract. So they'll carry the organism but not be sick. 
Um, so you may not be able to tell whether the bird has salmonella or not. So what if somebody does get sick and they have a backyard flock? What then happens to the flock? What, um, you know, if they get sick enough to report it and you find out, like what needs to be done about the flock? So if they report it and they go to the physician and they see what salmonella they, they picked up, um, the flock itself does not have to get destroyed, but the owner needs to understand that they need to handle those birds with washing hands. When the bird has salmonella, it may carry it, but it's not going to shed it or have it in its fecal droppings all the time. But the owner should be using proper precautions and washing hands, making sure any equipment that they use are kept out by the coop and not bringing birds into their house, especially not into an area where they're going to prepare food. So it's really just handling the birds correctly, whether you know they have salmonella or whether you know they don't have salmonella. So it's really the same precautions, but there's no regulations or anything that those birds um, that you have to destroy your flock. Is there any treatment? Do the chickens need need to be treated or can they be treated for this? If they're sick, we can give antibiotics for treatment, but the owners still need to understand the birds will still carry the organism. So it it puts it into a carrier state where the birds can still carry the organism. So again, the same precautions have to be taken. What about other animals like pets? Is there a danger to them? Some of the salmonellas can go to other animals. So it's the same precautions. When we have poultry, you want to keep other animals away from the poultry. Some of those animals actually carry um, organisms or bacteria that can cause disease in the poultry. So we like to keep them separated if you if you can. And that, that's important to keep them separated from your other animals. And, and so there isn't bacteria going back and forth between the different animals. Okay. So you had brought up basically how to prevent yourself from getting salmonella if you're handling a flock. And mm-hmm. one of the things you mentioned was you need to wash your hands. Yes. Are there other things you need to do to make sure that you don't get salmonella from your birds? So the the hand washing is important. It is important for parents to understand that you don't want your very young children bringing that bird up by their mouth. Um, You don't want to eat or drink around um, the poultry. So those are aspects of handling the birds safely. And then if you're cleaning out the coop area or their housing area, you want to make sure after you do that, you you wash up after that. And you don't wear the shoes that you're wearing in that coop area back into your house. So you're not bringing any of the bacteria um, into your house area. Well, and we've all seen the pictures, right, of the cute little kid holding the cute little fluffy yellow chick up to his or her face. Right. And that's what you don't want to happen. Yeah. And you do have to watch young children because, as you know, they'll they'll pick up the bird and then their hands go directly into their mouth. And that's how the young children will get infected with bacteria. So what about the eggs? Are there are there rules that you should follow with regard to collecting the eggs and kind of what you keep and what you toss? Yes. Um, so it's important when you um, have birds that are laying eggs and most people have backyard birds that are what we call layer birds. So they're laying eggs for you to eat. And it is important not 
to use the eggs that are cracked or not to use eggs that are extremely dirty. The eggshell itself is not a solid surface. So there are little pores in there, so little holes that you can't see, but they're little pores. And what you don't want to do is have an egg that is very dirty where the bacteria can get sucked into the egg and and um, you want to make sure you don't eat the any eggs that have very dirty shells or that are broken. The other important thing is if you have eggs that have a very small amount of dirt on them, you just want to brush that off lightly. You can wash the eggs, but you have to be careful to make sure the temperature of the water is the same temperature as the egg. Otherwise, what will happen is that water, in in essence, will suck in that bacteria into the egg. So you just have to be very gentle with that. And it is important to refrigerate your eggs after you collect them. Yeah, I read that bit about don't wash your eggs in cold water because it could, like you said, suck the bacteria in. I had never heard that before. It creates, a, a, in essence, a vacuum yeah. um, because of the differential of the temperatures. It will suck that, that bacteria in. So you need to be careful of that and then refrigerate your eggs. Well, and that's another interesting point. I have a friend who has a backyard coop and she leaves hers out in the counter because she said they're fresh. You're, you can do that. But that's a no-no. In, in my mind and in my experience um, and in my opinion, I believe that um, should not be done. And you will see people do that. And you'll see on the internet that people say, yes, you can leave your eggs out. I would advise against that, leaving your eggs out on the counter. And and I would advise uh, refrigerating those eggs. And also it looks like no sunny side up, huh? Um, yeah, that, that again is a, a difference of a, a <laughs> yes. opinion uh, with that. So yes, you'll see the CDC and, and, and USDA and all saying you, you need to cook your eggs to um, a hard cooked type of egg and and all. Um, Again, not all eggs have the salmonella. So um, it is important to understand what your medical history is. If you're an immunosuppressed patient, et cetera, you you probably want to cook your eggs um, so they're they're hard scrambled. Otherwise, other people, and, and I have some eggs sunny side up or light over easy, but you, you need to take some care, too, and understand what your non-medical history is and, and consult with your physician as to any risks that they believe you have um, based on your, your medical history. So there is some debate about that also. Okay. Can we talk just a little bit now about people who might just be getting into this, backyard chickens, or who are thinking about it? What, what's the first thing they need to consider, you know, if they're thinking about uh, getting, having, raising chickens in their backyard? Well, first, you need to reach out to somebody um, such as your local veterinarian or a poultry specialist like myself or an extension poultry specialist. So you understand what you need to do with respect to housing and bedding and biosecurity and feed. Many of the owners that I've spoken to recently, and these would be the new owners, did not understand what they needed to do with respect to housing and the housing, especially to protect their birds from the predators, whether it would be the hawks or the fox or the raccoons. Um, And they didn't understand also how much time and effort it does take to keep the coop clean, to keep the area clean and dry. And that's key not only for 
bacteria such as salmonella, but for other diseases of poultry, it is very important to keep things clean and dry. Otherwise, diseases can build up and cause disease in your birds. So many of these new owners didn't understand um, what to do to maintain a safe environment for their bird and also how to maintain that clean environment for the bird. And also, as we just spoke about before, didn't understand maybe the local regulations about keeping birds. So I really encourage people to reach out um, to either a local veterinarian myself, such as a poultry specialist or one of the extension poultry specialists, to get this background information so they understand what they need to do to protect their birds. It's quite labor intensive. It is very labor intensive. You need to clean your coop on a daily basis and then clean it out thoroughly, depending on on what's going on in, in, in the coop. For example, with all the wet weather that we've had recently, the coop area can get very wet um, with all the humidity and all the rain that we've had, which will take more cleaning to make sure that it, it maintains a dry environment. So, This is something that has to be done on a daily basis, and sometimes the coop has to be fully cleaned out and disinfected, and people need to understand um, that aspect of it. Uh, Clean and dry is very, very important for poultry and understanding how to reduce the risk of any diseases getting into the birds. And what about about climate? Because it gets, you know, quite cold here in the winter. Um, Do you need heaters and things like that? In most cases, you don't need heaters in your coop area, but if it gets extremely cold, there are occasions where we will have people use heaters. You must get a heater from a feed supply store that is safe for a poultry building. You don't want to create a fire in there. The other aspect of a heater is to make sure that the waters don't freeze. Because if the water freezes and the bird can then won't have access to, to water. So the heaters are used to make sure the waters don't freeze. Um, but in certain situations when it gets very, very cold, then we'll go ahead and use heaters. But it has to be safe for a poultry structure. And should people start out with chicks or adult birds? Is there is there is one better than the other? Uh, no, there isn't one better than another. So it, it's um, a person's preference, whether they want to start off with baby chicks and grow them up or start off with uh, what we call started birds or started pullets, where they're gonna, they will then be near laying eggs. So some people don't want to, um, want, don't want to grow birds from baby chicks all the way up to started pullets. And that could be a good four or five months before you're going to get eggs. And so what people will do is go get the more adult bird that may be starting to lay eggs or already laying eggs. And it really is a preference uh, of the person growing the bird. And what advice do you have for people when they're getting the birds to make sure they're getting them from a reliable, safe source? Key is to, there There are local areas where you can get birds from reliable sources. When, if you do get chicks from the feed store, you want to ask them about um, where those birds are sourced from. You can get mail order, and there are many different um, mail order companies that have been in business for many, many years. 
And those are the types of reliable uh, sources. If you do get birds from the neighbor down the street or you get it from a farm down the street, one of the things that we offer as veterinarians is to screen the birds for diseases so you understand if those birds have any diseases of concern. And we do offer that um, through our diagnostic lab system and the local veterinarians can take the samples and to make sure that they're not carrying certain diseases. So key is to really work with uh, the feed stores and make sure where they're getting their birds from and mail order, look at companies that have been in business for many, many years. When it comes to making sure your chickens are healthy, is there anything that, that you can see or any behaviors that indicate that the bird might be sick? One of the key aspects of poultry is that they tend to hide that they're sick. And they hide that they're sick because they don't want their flock mates to know that they're sick because the flock mates may push them away from food and water. And in general, they want to make sure that they don't show that they're sick related to predators. So in the wild, they they don't want to look sick um, so the predators don't come after them. So many times, birds may be sick for a while and they won't show it. And uh, I always ask owners to handle your birds on a regular basis and to check to see if the bird may be starting to lose weight. And one of the ways you check is the breast muscle, which is around what we call the keel or the breastbone. If that is starting to decrease in size, that means the bird is starting to lose weight. And there may be something going on with the bird that a veterinarian needs to look at because, again, birds will hide their diseases. Hmm. Sometimes the birds don't hide their diseases. And what they will do is they will puff up. So they look all puffed up. Their feathers are puffed out. They will hold their head down. Their eyes may be closed. And that's another indication that the bird is sick. So some birds will hide it. Other birds will show you that they're they're uh, very lethargic. They don't want to move around. They may not want to eat. And that's where you need to remove that bird from the rest of the group and put it in a separate area, and then also call your local veterinarian to look at the bird to see if it's a disease that uh, we could go ahead and treat for. Dr. Davison, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. No problem. And I, I think it's important for owners, whether you're a new owner or whether you've been raising birds for many years, to reach out. You can go to uh, the PenVet website to reach out to um, people such as myself as poultry specialists. We will be more than happy to help you and help uh, and happy to refer you to a local veterinarian who can help you with your poultry. All right. Wonderful. Great advice. Really appreciate it. Stay well. All right. Thank you. You <laughs> too. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Carol McKenzie, and we'll have another episode out soon.